1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in Esther.
0: Oh, it's in there. Nice.
1: It is in there. We're bringing back Esther <laughs> next week. Can we put the ha and Hadassah? <laughs> <laughs> <The> ha.
0: <laughs> Trying to think about what kind of accent you'd have to have. Hadassah. <laughs> I love that sir
1: hadasser <laughs> you're, you're from sure. georgia you know you ever read about that Her-dasha? <laughs> Her-dasha. Her-dasha. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs>
1: i lived in georgia so i know right that's how it is mm-hmm. <laughs> i was not far from where whitney houston died
0: oh you, i think you told me yeah, that uh like
1: right across the street actually
0: that your whole block was like mm-hmm. shut down or whatever
1: and then uh I also live not far from R. Kelly's compound at one point, too. So this is a great tour of Georgia. Why did I start the show taking a knock at Georgia? (laughs) My name is Summer Yeager. (laughs) I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. I love Georgia. And um, I have a question for you, but I really want to shout out Megan Petty, who said that (laughs) LaCroix is what they serve at mega church youth groups, (laughs) which is just the sickest burn. Right. And of
0: course, I hate LaCroix and Joy doesn't hate. I like LaCroix. Uh, (laughs) LaCroix LaCroix. is probably not my favorite brand. Oh, Um, that's right. You like that other stuff. What is it called? I like Uh Uh Aha. I like Bubbly. Bubbly. Can you you hear me?
1: I can hear you. Okay.
0: I just can't hear myself. Oh, okay. But um, that's fine. (laughs) As long as my voice is being recorded (laughs) (laughs) is what I meant. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I I don't like all the flavors, but, and it's not like, I'm not making any. No. I'm not, I'm not trying to say like it's the best of all things. Okay, sure. But it has no sugar and. Yeah. I mainly just drink water. So it's nice to have a little Sparkling ice is my favorite. Sparkling ice is good. Sparkling ice is good. Mm -hmm. It's a dollar for a bottle of it, which is. Better Very important. Than LaCroix. <laughs> Very important to me,
1: and it actually tastes it has a taste.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how much more expensive sparkling water is when it actually has less, <laughs> less in it. taste. Well, like, it has less what? ingredients in how it than this? Coke. How is this possible? But it's fancy. So, anyway, you know,
1: I have a question. Okay, because I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and this is not that fun of a question, but I'm just curious. Are you reading anything right now?
0: I am really trying so hard <laughs> to read. <laughs> yes, I really am. I am actually doing this thing where I like set myself a goal this year of how many books I'd like hey, to read. Hey, I did too. Yeah, and I'm scared I,
1: to tell you guys what it is because it's kind of embarrassing. But um,
0: and I have taken to basically every month, so that's like roughly two books a month. Um, and I have taken two, I got some like little sticky notes. Mm-hmm. And so I take those two books and then divide them like by how many oh. pages I need to read. Yeah. A night to get through both books. Wow, you put work in. And and uh, it's going all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you mean you don't just have
1: spades of time? <laughs> well, yeah. And it's
0: so hard because a lot of times when I do... When I do find myself having extra time, mm-hmm. I fall asleep reading. Right, yeah. And I do think that's something that you kind of build up a tolerance to a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, I think it'll get better as the year goes on. Yeah. But I am finally reading a book that I recommended, I think, last summer. I didn't recommend it because I hadn't read it, but I was just saying it, like presenting it as an interesting sounding book, but it's that one about- Finest um, hours. No, not Finest Hours. Um, oh, but it's something... It has hours in it, right? Yeah. It's the
1: one it's with Harper Lee. It's the Casey Sepp book, yeah. yeah. About, okay. about
0: It's a book about the lost book that Harper Lee was writing about a court case in Alabama um, where a doctor was murdered after murdering a bunch of other people close to him. But they didn't know he... Was, well, right. it seems obvious that he was murdering people close to him. But I guess it wasn't that obvious obvious. (laughs) because he got away with it for a while. Right. Um, But yeah, so I am finally getting to that book. I have have read other things since then. Mm -hmm. What is it? What's it called? Something Hours.
1: Yeah, I know that's going to bother me. It's not Finest Hours. That was that really cheesy, um, Chris Pine. Furious Hours. Furious. There we go.
0: Murder, Fraud, and The Last Trial of Harper Lee. That's right. So yeah. Can Um, I read that when you're done? Yeah great oh yeah and then after that i'm trying to read popes and feminists popes and feminists again um because i'm trying to do i'm trying to do like a pleasure read like Uh something that's fun that i've just been wanting to read yeah and then do some kind of something that could be Mm -hmm. theologically edifying or or even just something sort of encouraging to your like i reread in january i reread um the fruit of our hands yeah and that's just that's a quick read that's mm-hmm. another one that especially if you're trying to get back into reading more because mm-hmm. you feel like you've fallen off that's a very um encouraging it's easier to get through yeah um it's not lengthy and mm-hmm. complex it's just very mm-hmm. edifying and I haven't straightforward. Read that one yet yeah it's good yeah. it's really good but um Are you reading anything? Oh, I'm reading too many things.
1: (laughs) I am reading too many things. Um, I'm working through The Pleasures of God by John Piper. Okay. I'm about to finish Irreversible Damage. Oh, okay. Uh, What else am I reading? Well, obviously we're reading Broken Bread and Book Club. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that. I know how much every week I have to read of that. That helps me. Right.
0: So like that, I don't even count as my reading. Right. I'm not, yeah, I'm not including book club books in our, in like my goal.
1: And then, uh, obviously I'm doing the BRC. So I'm about to finish second Chronicles, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And what else? Man, I just want to focus more on, like, actually getting things done. I started reading Live Not By Lies. um, And I kind of stopped on that because I want to get some other stuff done. I want to finish Irreversible Damage first. And then um, I bought some C.S. Lewis books because I have never finished a book by
0: C.S. Lewis. Oh,
1: okay. Interesting. And I'm way too old, I think, for that to be true.
0: Uh, well, and just, i <laughs> it's one of those things where if you want to consider yourself well-read, I suppose, <laughs> yeah. if you want to give yourself that title, there are certain things that kind you're supposed to read. It's kind like, of Just like there's a certain amount of, like, classical literature that you're supposed to read if you want to be considered well-read. Well read. Yeah. Uh, C.S. Lewis is kind of the one of Christian well-read. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I bought um, The Problem of Pain and The Screwtape oh, Letters. The screw tape I Letters. Thank you. So, those, I'm going to work through those. Anyway, I just have been focusing more on getting physical copies of books that I want to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've just been thinking through, like, what's everybody reading, you know? And yeah. I've, I've been, th- and also because of Book Club, it's like we have to start really considering what we're going to read next. Yeah. And-
0: yeah, I'm just mainly focusing on trying to read pick books right not just say i want to read that mm-hmm. and then find something yeah. else to do or yeah just not quite get to it and I really then went just rereading the some that was a big thing for me too is i mean mm-hmm. there's well we know someone who has an amazing memory and many people would consider it photographic i'm talking of our speaking of our pastor Mm -hmm. um but i think maybe what a lot of people don't realize is he listens to the same stuff over Over and and over over and over over. over again (laughs) yeah and so there is there's and i don't think you have to you don't have to absorb all information completely Mm -hmm. your comprehension in certain topics and subjects is going to be a little bit lower or a little bit higher right but if there is a subject or if you've ever read a book where you're like, wow, I really enjoyed that book. And that had a lot of great information in it. That's why I'm reading Popes and Feminists again. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a bad idea to just read it again. Yeah. Um, I should put a reread on my list. Because, yeah, it's It's not about, it's not just about, Mm -hmm. it is about comprehension. It's not just about like flying through Mm -hmm. and being like, oh, guess how many books I read this year. Right. You know, so I, uh, but that's kind of what my instinct is to do. So I'm just trying not to humbling myself (laughs) and going to try to reread some things that are going to be helpful to me. Right. But uh, yeah. Cool. Well, I don't think I introduced myself yet. No, but you are right. I am Joy and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Summer. And Summer, I thought about something while we were doing book club Mm. this week, but I did not want to bring it up because I felt like it would have derailed the entire book club. Yep. Um, but That's everything, do I you remember of. Ed DeBevick's? Ed DeBevick's? Yeah. Why do I remember that? It used to be, so it was like a little diner, like a fifties yep. diner yep. and all the waiters and waitresses were mean to you yes. and it was a very popular like birthday spot. That was
1: their kitschy theme.
0: Yeah. They were all mean and in your face and sort of, I remember I went there for a friend's Yes. 11th birthday party right and Ed and uh one of the waitresses announced my friend's birthday and also said like and she just bought her first training bra and my friend was like oh no <gasps> like, what a, so they were supposed horrible. to they were supposed to embarrass you and <laughs> right. make fun of you and then they would do like dancing numbers and this is a thing <laughs> yeah like Chances are many people listening to this um, have something similar or have right. heard of something similar, but I was thinking, what if there was a restaurant <laughs> like that, but people were dressed up as like the reformers <laughs> and they just insulted you like for, a like, reformer for your haircut or <laughs> your clothing or,
1: uh, I don't know. You look like you might be an Aryan swine. <laughs>
0: But I don't know. I just thought it would be. Can someone please start that restaurant? Yeah, someone do that
1: and. Make good food and. I don't know what it will be called. Find people
0: willing to dress up like Luther. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And put on a German accent. say something rude
1: about your choices in beer. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's a great idea. Fantastic. But But I just think it would be great.
0: I think it would be great if like some couple walked in and they were on a date and. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like. If Martin Luther saw them like kiss or something, right. they'd be like and have to make a comment about how they're not married and something. I don't know, just
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would run be, wild. You it guys would be fun.
0: Yeah, I like that idea. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be when Sheologens launches into the food the food industry. industry. That'll yeah. be us.
1: You can uh, you can audition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can audition for. <laughs> I was checking up on Justin Guarini the other day. Anyway, oh. that's the whole other... You guys should Google it. Um, I'm not going to take <laughs> up any more time with that.
0: Sorry, Justin. He'll help you with You your, only get so much time in get, our episode. He'll help you with your auditions is the
1: point. <laughs> um, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. You guys have been leaving really good, interesting voicemails lately. And when but you call... not any acting
0: like Martin Luther. No, none of you have acted accent. like Martin
1: Luther, so I'm a little disappointed. We do.
0: They're, um... <laughs> We have someone in our church named Drew Reynolds, um, who is very eligible, by the way, very um, eligible lady. But he at a um, at a Reformation party, this That's right. annual Reformation party. That's right. He dressed as uh, Martin Luther and mm-hmm. had a German accent pretty much the whole night. That's and right. I commend him. Yes, for officially I saw pictures. I was on there. our show as just doing a great the job Martin with Luther that guy. We, we already have our Luther so <laughs> if you do audition you there's better find Sindale, someone else there's Wycliffe there's yep. many choices right. here mm-hmm. for you but Luther is already cast he's already taken
1: <laughs> leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475 you guys have been leaving us all kinds of ideas for episode topics I am keeping track of those um And thank you for all your kind and thoughtful emails. You can buy Sheologians gear at shopsheologians.com. Your wife wants it. I know because she keeps emailing me and telling me about it. (laughs) Somebody said, can you make a Sheologians shirt that says, my husband needs to buy me more Sheologians merch? (laughs) So that was funny. Um, Anyway, and you can join book club at patreon.com slash Sheologians. You can also support through the website and... That's all I have. Yep, that's it. So Sounds good. Today we are going to talk about a listener suggested topic, which is the I don't really know what to title it and maybe after we talk through this it'll be like, oh, obviously this is the problem. Mm -hmm. Uh but you know that feeling you get when you're going through something really hard and you just start to convince yourself that you weren't meant to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, I just must not be meant for this. Right. And I'm not talking about, and I was actually talking to a friend about this yesterday. Uh, We were laughing about how sometimes you take on like a new, you learn like a new thing and it's a, it's a hobby. Like, yeah. you're going to learn how to cross stitch. Or you're going to learn how to crochet or she's doing something with vinyl. And... You know, she made the comment. She was like, if I'm not good at it right away, I don't want to do it. And I thought, well, you know, with a hobby, that's probably a good sign. Like, if you're doing this for fun and enjoyment and this isn't fun or enjoyable right. to you, then I think it's okay to be like, hey, I'm not – I'm. Not going to spend any more money doing right. this thing. Yeah, there's
0: a difference between not wanting to do something hard and legitimately not enjoying something. <laughs> right. That you that don't you have to do. You thought you might enjoy. Right. But you don't have to do it. Right.
1: And so I think we're talking about really problems of duty and identity. Right. Not so much problems of just like, well, I thought I was gonna enjoy cross stitching and I don't. And summer and joy
0: told me I have to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you told someone, I will have the, I don't know. I Well, I just think of like the thing I tend to overcommit on is like making food for people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, or if you're like learning to cook or bake or whatever, mm-hmm. if you have promised someone that you are. Going to do something with your newfound hobby that you discover you actually hate, you d- you should fulfill <laughs> that should fulfill promise. That. Yeah, and then you may Let feel your free. Yes, be yes to quit. Yeah, you can write on the cake. Just be yeah. like, I quit. Uh-huh. I'm done. Last cake yeah. ever. Signed mm-hmm. your name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Put your signature in icing.
1: <laughs> you might also, have been meant happy for birthday. That. <laughs> Actually, if you can put your signature in icing, right? You definitely yeah. need to be a you baker. Not be I'm just saying, it's your duty at that point. But you know, I I can relate to this because I distinctly remember almost a decade ago having this tiny little creature wrapped up in a swaddling blanket uh-huh. who hadn't ever slept for more than forty minutes at a time in her entire existence. And I remember thinking I was gonna die any second now if that didn't change. And I remember that feeling coming heavily over me where I began to preach unto myself, what hast thou done? (laughs) Self, thou art not meant for motherhood. (laughs) I can't to do it. And, you know, I just it's it's such a human thing to do to to find yourself in this position and realize that the circumstances you're in are extremely difficult. And what do you start to tell yourself? You start to say, well, I'm not meant for this. I shouldn't be doing this. God must have made a mistake when he put me in this position and right. in this calling. Um, and obviously. Uh, nuance again very much against my religion of course there might be situations you're in where you are dealing with consequences of sin so you are dealing with the consequences of something that is not good or godly um but where does that leave you in terms of what your duties are should be your number one question like can we all just agree I'm not meant for this. And, and if this is a duty of yours, right. can we agree that this statement is a lie?
0: Yeah. If, if what you're really saying, if when you're saying I'm not meant for this is, uh, I'm not meant to be faithful, <coughs> then that's, we just know that can't be true. Well, or if you can't say it, then it you're definitely saying something about your identity, which is that you're not right. Saved. Right. Um. Or called to be faithful. So yeah. that's pretty serious. Yeah. Um. So you definitely. Mm-hmm. You you definitely don't want to find yourself saying I'm not I'm not meant to be faithful. Right. Right. And that's
1: and and so that's what I I meant when I said like I think duty duty identity I like it <laughs> duty <Do-titty. laughs> that's the new word for duty and identity. Yep. Duty. <laughs> it's either a duty problem or, and. <laughs> identity problem
0: i think faithfulness would have been a better option um occasionally (laughs) the (laughs) sheologians have a problem not giggling (laughs) at the word duty
1: it's just not a word here's my you
0: may roll your eyes at us right now here's the moment you can do one of two things (laughs) laugh with us yeah or you may roll your eyes with us
1: yes okay all right, okay. there
0: we go. Everyone's I, got that out of their well, system. What
1: what I can't <laughs> handle is that we don't talk about anything in our lives anymore in terms of this is my responsibility. Right. We don't think in that way. We take no pleasure in fulfilling our duties mm-hmm. as as women, as wives, as whatever position we're talking about. And we take no pleasure in it. And it's. It's, I think, why we feel such a disconnect with so many thinkers and writers from the past who very much had a deeply held sense of duty and honor that we simply have cast off
0: in the modern era entirely. And a lot of it has to do with, like, our duties no longer are vital for our survival.
1: Right. It's all optional, right. right? Because everything is now subject to your pleasure. Instead of taking pleasure in what you are subject to, we have subjected ourselves to pleasure. Mm-hmm. And that is a problem. Yeah. And that is, that is ultimately the foundation of where thoughts are going to arise that are like, well, I'm not meant for this. This is hard. I can't do this. I, this is a mistake. Like I cannot handle this infant who, put me in charge of this infant. We say it as a joke. Yeah. But I think many of us that first go round who were not prepared for all that that meant. Right. And especially sleep deprivation. Oh yeah. I mean. (laughs) Oh, I was, (laughs) I was an insane person. I mean that first baby, I mean, I'm not kidding. She was, she was well over a month old before she had ever slept for more than 45 minutes at a time. And I was on my own. Yeah. And I was insane. Yeah. I was going crazy. Mm. And I just, I remember thinking so, so many times being so unprepared for that, being hit like a freight train and just thinking like, Lord, I don't understand. I don't understand what is happening. I don't
0: understand what you're doing in right. this. Yeah, um, Like what could the point of this impossible task possibly, possibly
1: be? Possibly be. Yes. Um, well, I have... I've had almost a decade now to think about this. <laughs> and I will say that it's very nice to be a decade, almost a decade removed from it.
0: Um, oh, the sleep she's had oh. since then.
1: <laughs> oh, more than 45 minutes. My goodness. I would have taken an hour at that point. Um, But... You know, I, I found this, um, I think the answer obviously to the question of like, first of all, if you're preaching to yourself, I'm not meant for this. Like there was a mistake when I was put in this position. Um, and this is legitimately something that the Lord has called you to. He has said, you are this man's wife. You are this person's mother. You are going to do this job it is relatable to all of us for it at times to feel an impossible task to live up to. But regardless of that, we still are called to be faithful in it and we don't get to cast it off and say, well, the Lord was wrong in what he did, right? That's, we don't believe that. And so we believe in the providence of God and, Uh, I had this I ran across this thing and I've kept this quote for a while but the Puritan John Flavel wrote it is the duty of the saints especially in times of straits so difficulty to reflect upon the performances of providence for them in all the states and through all the stages of their lives so this is one of the basic Christian duties he's saying, especially during times of difficulty, is to remember who God is and what he's done. And you see the you see, that's all over the Psalms. I mean, you can't read a Psalm. I, I'm not sure. Right. There might be one or two or three where there's no reflection of what God has done. Right. But that is so much the basis of our trust and our hope and our ability to be faithful, who God is and what he's done. Um, and so that's basically all that he's saying is that, if, especially in time of difficulty, you need to reflect on the fact that he is God, he is sovereign, you are not, and reflect on what he's already done. Be be reminded that God is faithful and that he has not made a mistake with what he has put in front of you in any way.
0: Right. Yeah, I think sort of a fundamental misunderstanding, and you touched on this a little bit, is just that we're here to serve ourselves and Mm -hmm. certainly that is a view of our culture and Mm -hmm. we did not get here overnight Mm -hmm. um but we do live in a in a world Mm -hmm. that has told us you do you you do what you like Mm -hmm. um serve yourself Mm -hmm. and why what sense would it make Mm -hmm. for you to spend all day Mm -hmm. doing something that's not for you, even if okay. we even encourage people to do hard things as long as it's edifying for you. Mm-hmm. um but that's not that's not uh that's not a biblical uh view, not that God hates us and wants t- us to toil and um but we we are a part of the fall mm-hmm. um and we do have work mm-hmm. that uh is not fun or easy necessarily. And sometimes, mm-hmm. because of God's providence, because of his blessing, mm-hmm. we love our work. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean we always love our work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think when you're, t- anytime you're telling yourself, so you, in our culture, for the most part, you will never have a problem prioritizing service to yourself. Right. Um, so when you think like, I can't do this, Mm -hmm. um, that's self service Mm -hmm. Yeah, to an extent we already gave our, our stuff. Um, so the world is going to tell you to be more concerned about that than you really need to be. I mean, you do need to be concerned about it, but I'm telling you to be concerned about it in a different way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not saying be concerned that you're not getting enough you service, I'm saying, be concerned that maybe you're getting too much. Yeah. Um, And uh, a large part of this, I think this is something that I, cause I am just right in the thick of it, in the thick of learning about especially wife and mom duty, like mm-hmm. what that looks like. And we have to be, um, so we have to be careful when we are uh, being too self serving and that's why we feel like we can't do things because it doesn't uh f- we don't feel a certain way about it or it mm-hmm. doesn't edify us in a certain way mm-hmm. but we also have to be careful about coveting each other's duties. Mm. And that's a big thing in our culture as well. Mm-hmm. And we talk about feminism all the time here, but that's what feminism is. Mm. It's coveting male duty. Yeah. And here's something that I an interesting thought that I had this week because uh Pastor Luke gave an excellent sermon on Sunday um, about that was sort of derived from Douglas Wilson's talk on, uh, raking rocks. Yeah. And he's referenced Douglas Wilson's references in a multitude of places that I've seen. But, um, but so this is something that he's talked about and how, um, that's your duty. Like the rocks, the rocks need to be raked. And, oh, and I was just, well, I was just talking about the fruit of our hands. I was, I thought it was interesting that Douglas Wilson, was talking about that. And then um, in the fruit of her hands, Nancy, his wife, talks about how she was washing the dishes one day and was like, what would you have me do, Lord? Like, should I start another Bible study? Should I this and this? And he was like, I mean, you know, the thought that occurs to her is, do, I want you to do the dishes. Yeah. Do and, what's in front of you. And then I want you to do one more thing. I want you to do them cheerfully. Yes. And, <laughs> and it occurred to me that we are basically in an all out culture war Mm -hmm. over the equality of duty. Yeah. When here you have the counter, the female and male counterpart of each other, right? They're married Mm -hmm. and feminism thinks men don't have as much duty or they like that duty better.
1: The, I th- I think one of the central tenets is like their duties get more applause. Right seems to be well, the and feeling. it's more edifying. Yeah, right. It's better because it's they get,
0: because the world has told us also that you're not reaching your full potential if you haven't been classically educated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've created this world where men we want to be we all are be more CEOs. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so interesting to me that we're constantly talking about, um it's this like covetousness for the duty and the role of man. Mm -hmm. And yet you have such a similar, Mm -hmm. you have here, you have a husband and a wife both presenting such a similar view Mm -hmm. of what their duty is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, our roles are different. Our duty is different, but is it that different? Right. Have we made it more different than it actually is? There is still Mm -hmm. what is, what is ultimately required is for you to show up Mm -hmm. in contentment Mm -hmm. and do your work. Mm -hmm. Um, Without grumbling. Right.
1: Not just without grumbling, but with joy.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Joy isn't the absence of grumbling. Right. (laughs) That's an important (laughs) thing. You might not be grumbling, (laughs)
1: but you also might still be in sin
0: depending on. Well, and I think so. And then the only really other thing that I had in my notes that I think is closely tied to coveting other people's duties and self-service is um feeling sorry for yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's very easy. It's very yeah. easy to do. Yes. Because let's face it, the work that the work that humans have set before them, the work that women and men have set before them, is long. Mm-hmm. You will feel tired at the end of the day. Yep. Um, and there may even regularly be moments where you go. Do I have, to, do I actually physically have time? <laughs> like in the space time continuum that we live in, <laughs> do I have time to actually accomplish my work today? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, of course we compare ourselves to one another and we think like, well, my work should have this same, mm-hmm. um, same result at the end, or mm-hmm. I'm working towards the same thing as this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think really at the root of, I can't do this, mm-hmm. is um, I'm just, I'm sad that I'm here. I don't want to right. do this. Yeah. I don't want to, and yeah. someone's making me. Mm-hmm. Like the universe is making me well, do this.
1: The Lord might be making you. Right. And that's ultimately what needs to be addressed. That I'm we not. You don't believe meant in the this, universe. So. Right. <laughs> Reveals a relationship problem with you and god right that needs to be addressed ultimately right um i think contentment is so much the answer for so many problems in our spiritual lives by problems i mean sin (laughs) um and you know you brought up envy which i think is a, a big one too is that a lot of times We find we take no pleasure in our duty because for some reason we've convinced ourselves that everyone else has it easier. No one's struggling. How about this one? No one is struggling like I am. All the other moms don't have any problems with this. I can if if that is the thought in your head, as much as you might legitimately and sincerely feel it, I just want to promise you that you are wrong. You have become self-absorbed. Yeah. You are not. There's nothing you've ever done that you were the first person to ever do it. Right. (laughs) Nothing. None of your problems, none of your difficulties. You are not the first person to have done anything that you are doing. And what's even sadder about that position, about legitimately believing and feeling that way, is that you are likely not particularly not partaking in the means of grace that would rescue you from that line of thinking, because you have not been left alone. Uh, If you are in a a church body, you have not been left alone. If you have the word of God, you have not been left alone. Since you have the Holy spirit,
0: you have not been left alone. Um, It means you're, it means you're not doing your duty. Mm -hmm. that's what that means. If when you catch yourself and now there is obviously a difference between thinking, Oh my gosh, I can't do this and catching yourself and going, no, 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 we're not going down (laughs) that road. Um, and wallowing. There's of course a difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're ultimately not doing your duty. If you are Mm -hmm. stuck there, if you, if you are self-absorbed and, um, voluntarily isolated. Right. And, um, and you refuse to be held accountable and you refuse to hear encouragement, then you aren't doing your duty. And so in a weird way, mm-hmm. you 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 can't do it. <laughs> well, because, you weren't
1: meant to do that. Right, you
0: weren't meant to do it <laughs> For that sure. way. So but that's a s- <laughs> you are making that come true, yeah. I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I I've joked with Casey. We call this a sin
1: tangle. Like oh, when yeah. you. Right you tangle yourself. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm literally, I'm choosing to get myself tangled up in multiple sins. And we do
0: love it because we choose it oftentimes over freedom. For whatever
1: sinful twisted reason. Yes. We will often pursue our little sin tangles instead of doing what like the Lord has made a means of escape. Right? So there's no temptation that is not common to man. We have been given a means of escape from our temptations. And so we're talking about like, if you're in a place where you're like, I am not meant to be the mother of all the children I have been given. You are in that. You're already in the sin tangle, but Mm -hmm. God is gracious. He's given you a means of escape and you have a great high priest. Who's always interceding for you. You can be obedient now, right? You might not feel like being obedient now, but you can be obedient. Now you can command yourself to behave differently. You can choose to do that. Um, and you know, it took me a while now, granted, you know, let's admit that we, we say all the time we are, you are a holistic being. You are not just a body. You are not just a soul. Uh, you are one holistic being. So we acknowledge that, you know, if you're if you're that mom that it's been a month since you've slept for more than 45 minutes, that is going to impact your spiritual right. life. And you know what? Honestly, sometimes what you need more than like what you need desperately is to address that physical issue. Right. And you might be amazed how that can immediately almost overnight <laughs> yeah. yes. address your sin tangle because your physical body is going to right. impact you emotionally. And that is very real. Um, And that is something to pursue. And that is, you know, that is why it's so loving to uh, a to bring a new mom a meal.
0: Yeah. That just leads back to why it's important to not voluntarily isolate. Yeah. Because when you, if you won't ask for help, mm-hmm. then you're saying, I don't want help. I want to stay here in the tangle. Yeah. Um, because it is hard, mm-hmm. but you are also asked mm-hmm. to share your burdens with other people. Yeah. Um, so you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not something that falls in the list of things you can't do. Right. Um, and it may be hard and some of us don't like asking for help. Mm-hmm. Um and we humble ourselves and we can do it. We're yeah. commanded to do that. And people are, people are in your church body are told to serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, I know it's totally important to keep in mind that sometimes there is an actual factor that is making something uh, worse or harder. Um, And, and, Like you said, sometimes that is the consequence of sin. Mm -hmm. And so, to an extent, that means that it's going to require even more from you. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's just because you're doing something that is legitimately hard. And it's going to require a lot of you. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah.
1: There, it used to be people wanted to do hard things to prove that they were honorable. Right. And, And we don't care for that anymore. Right. And we need to revive that. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, too, that... uh if you either if you're if you're one of our Presby friends and your confession of faith is the Westminster, or if you're, you know, on our team, <laughs> just kidding, we're all on the same team. Uh you subscribe <laughs> to the 1689 London Baptist Confession. Chapter five and both, they're almost identical, so it doesn't even matter. But they're both on the providence of God. And I would just recommend, you know, go through the providence of God and and read what it has to say. Read the accompanying um scripture. Uh, section 5 says, the, the most wise, righteous, and gracious God doth oftentimes leave for a season his own children to manifold temptations and the corruption of their own hearts, to chastise them for their former sins, or to discover unto them the hidden strength of corruption and deceitfulness of their hearts, that they may be humbled, and to raise them to a more close and constant dependence for their support upon himself and to make them more watchful against all future occasions of sin and for sundry other just and holy ends. And there's a bunch of references here. And what that was a very smart way of saying was like, you know what? Sometimes you have to go through something to see what's in your heart. Right. And God is good in allowing those things to happen to you. And you need to use them in order to be more humble and to be more watchful against this thing that's in your heart. Um, you know, when you get bumped, what spills out was what was in there. Right. And you need to take a good hard look at that and make sure that you're filling your cup and your
0: mind with things that are supposed to be there. Yeah. So um, if when you get pressed, your answer is, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. That is revealing what's there cowardice it's not the external forces that are being applied to you right it's showing it's what's coming out of you what was in there
1: right uh and my last just encouragement was because we we read esther recently in the bible reading challenge um is in esther four uh mordecai is talking to esther and he says do not think that because you are in the king's house you alone of all the jews will escape For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. And so what he was saying was like, Esther, like you, this for such, you were brought here for such a time as this. Like you, you need to stand up and be courageous now. And I think a lot of us need to be willing to say, no, I was brought here for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. I was, this little child was given to me (laughs) these many sleepless nights. Right. I need to stand up in such a time as this. And I think a lot of us are like sad that we live in the time that we do oh what's going to happen to the world no you were brought into the world for such a time as this your children were brought into the world for such a time as this and the situation and the circumstances that you're in you were meant for how do i know it because you're in them right and you need to be faithful with wherever you're at and i and you know not to belabor the point but I've experienced this. Right. I have felt this way. I can, I can totally sympathize
0: with just
1: preaching. There's a to reason yourself. we're trying to <laughs>
0: encourage others in this area. Right.
1: I have come through this. I have been there. I know what that feeling that you're feeling is. Um, and ultimately it's, it's that laying under God's hand contentedly that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. um, and being faithful in this moment and having the courage. A lot of this I think is courage versus cowardice. We all, again, that's, that's, those are other words that I think we need to think more in terms of Mm -hmm. um, what is my duty? Am I being a coward? How do I be courageous in this moment? Because we just, you know, what is that verse? Like if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength was weak in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like, don't faint in the day of adversity this is the time to put feet on what you have been saying that you believe yep. um and you know i guess my encouragement is just to don't don't preach to yourself that you
0: weren't meant for something that that god says you were don't right. disagree with god yeah well and i guess i just my encouragement slash piece of practical advice is um if the issue you're having is that you're in a lack or a deficit of proper service Mm. um, that you serve properly. Mm -hmm. And that might mean you need to serve others more. Mm -hmm. And that might mean that you need to reorient Mm. what you think about service. If, if you wake up in the morning and you feed your kids because that's something you get out of the way so that now you can serve yourself, Mm -hmm. you need to change Mm -hmm. what making breakfast for your kids is Mm -hmm. that needs to be an act of service. It's not just, Oh, the things I need to do, Mm -hmm. um, to get to the real stuff. Right. Um, because we are, we are are called to serve and service especially Mm -hmm. for women is a massive part of our duty. It is also for men, but in a different way. Right. Um, And so that's my point is you may just need to, if you have a bad attitude, whatever you seem to have a bad attitude about and you think you can't do, if it is an act of service, you need to start thinking of it as an act of service, not something you're just trudging through to get to what you really want to do.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: that's a I mean, that's a big part of mm-hmm. that's a lot of what's behind mm-hmm. the, the mentality of I mm-hmm. can't, can't do, do this. this. So yeah. you need to reconsider what mm-hmm. service actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're serving your family when you make them dinner or clean the house or if mm-hmm. you are begrudgingly doing the thing that you're supposed to do to be a good wife. Um, Right. So that you can get to the better stuff where you Mm -hmm. focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you saying I can't do this because it requires too much time away from me? Right. Right. Yep. It's a great question to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. Very humbling. Yeah. And I say that as a person who needs to ask that of myself. Right. Actively and has. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yes. Yes. And amen.
1: I have a. Feminist of the week. Oh, you do? I do. Ooh. Listen, I saw this video and I was like, I absolutely have, if I don't discuss this on Sheologians, I'm fired. Okay. Like, if I don't All right. discuss this, I'm fired. Um, And, you know, by the time this episode comes out, because of the way the internet works, this is going to be old news. But some of you probably haven't heard this. So I'm going to play this lovely video for you and it's really short and i just want you to listen and enjoy what this crazy person is saying on TikTok. are you ready Mm -hmm. okay
0: if you don't
1: believe that there is white privilege please don't teach if you don't believe that black lives matter please don't teach if you don't believe in systemic racism and how it negatively impacts our students of color and don't want to help dismantle those systems please don't teach
0: I hope she's not a music teacher. (laughs) (laughs) A little wordy in some of those. A little. (laughs) Okay. Some of those lines, little wordy. (laughs) Why
1: is this worth talking about? So this is a teacher. She's sitting in her classroom and she's saying, if you don't believe in systemic racism, white privilege, all of the woke, everything in the new religion of the left, if you don't believe in it, You don't teach.
0: Don't be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Don't become a public school teacher. Don't become a public school teacher. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No problem. (laughs) And this just hits so many points. I mean, number one, you know, we talked about this last summer and it's so important. But secularism, this is a religion. She's saying if you don't believe. Right. If you don't have faith and belief in these things, then You you have to change your behavior. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that you can repent of not believing in systemic racism and white privilege and da-da-da-da-da is leave the establishment. Be excommunicated. Right. I excommunicate you if you do not share this belief with me. Yeah. The religious language here is strong.
0: And the vehicle is the public school system. That's right. So we should have a big problem with that. Yes. Um, and uh, Uh of course we're not, I don't know what you do, where your kids go to school is not my business. If you, that's up to you, Mm -hmm. but I know where my kids are going to go to school. Uh (laughs) Um, and a big part of it is, Mm -hmm. is that, like you said, Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's not new. It's not new, but, Mm -hmm. um, education is a huge vehicle of religion. Right. Um, Education
1: so, is, so when we say there's no neutrality, we, that she there's agrees. no neutrality. She, <laughs> she agrees with that statement. You cannot be neutral. According to her, you can't be neutral on any of this stuff, on trans rights, on systemic, whatever. You can't be neutral on any of it and educate in the public school system. And I agree with her. You can't. Um, and so I guess the another thing that this highlights for me is that education is not neutral, that right. how you educate and what you educate the next generation with is not neutral. There's a reason why homeschooling is illegal in Germany. There's a reason why it's becoming more illegal in all kinds of Western countries. Um, countries and it's coming down the pike for us because if you aren't sending your children to be properly to be properly taught catechized. their religion, yeah. their catechism, um well that's that they know. So the pagans know and they want to educate, they want to catechize your children into their set of beliefs. <laughs> uh their unifying set of beliefs about the world which is a religion um and so this is just that that there's one there's one thing for you um we are going to be talking about education more uh and i think that's actually next week technically um okay because it's something that is it's so not neutral and it's so vital and it's so another thing that just I love about this video is, is that she is a woman Mm -hmm. and I do believe that women are extremely accountable for how their children are educated. Um, This is such a central, and there's a reason why women go into teaching at much higher rates than men Um, into teaching, especially of the elementary junior high level women, far, far exceed men um, in teaching at that level. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason why she's standing or no, maybe she's sitting. I think she's sitting. <laughs> there's a reason why she's sitting in front of this like fun, cartoony, purple bubble letter board. And there's a reason why she's teaching young children. And of course she and I wouldn't agree on what that reason is. But anyway, I just thought, what a great feminist of the week! This yeah. is, she wins that award. We're probably
0: gonna start having more TikTok feminists of the week because it's just <laughs> it's overrun. Well, and the thing is, is I, I know people have plenty of opinions about TikTok, but there are some interesting communities on there. There yeah. are mm-hmm. like solid reformed Christian communities. There's conservative mm-hmm. communities. Uh huh. Um. And it's almost like everywhere you go, there's people being people. Right. <laughs> no but matter what there's, medium. There's also huge new age, feminism, oh, yeah. law of attraction, uh-huh. which there's a thing called, there's a hashtag called witch talk on oh. there. Um And so there's a, I don't know. It's just, it's so new. <laughs> Did you see me thinking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was but it's It's so new. uh um, oh, I shuddered. There's just like <laughs> such an abundance of uh, content on there. Yeah. That we can talk about so <laughs> maybe i'll download tiktok again <laughs> i got rid of it because of china anyway I know. Um... <laughs> I know i know i know I yeah. know. well and um you know it's just another social media that you just you need to make sure you're not enslaved to <laughs> right so right this is not our endorsement mm-hmm. of tiktok tiktok is not paying us or anything like that
1: no no, and we don't have a TikTok, and no. I have no plans on getting no. one. And
0: But we will address what goes on there yeah. occasionally.
1: <laughs> well, anyways, you guys can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Check out our shop at shopsheologians.com. Join book club whenever you want. <laughs> Patreon.com slash sheologians. And we will seal you guys. Seal. <laughs> We'll see all you guys next week. See ya. <laughs> Bye. See ya. See ya. <laughs>